What's up, guys? This is Steve from Wolves at the Gate. What's up, guys? I'm Nick, and you are listening to the Kingdom Core Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Kingdom Core Podcast. Chris, it's been a bit. It has, and we say this every episode. Every episode, it feels like. But <laughs> we're sorry, should, guys. We're sorry. We are sorry. Should I? Um, should I? Should I overpromise by saying this winter we're going to record quite a few episodes? Should I overdeliver uh, or overpromise and underdeliver again? I think let's let's just do moderate hopes, and we're we're hoping to record. Yes. A decent chunk of episodes. <laughs> definitely. But we would definitely love to start doing news episodes keep again. Keep in mind, within uh, two, no, three weeks of recording this, I'm going to be gone for two weeks on a cruise. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, so, Chris. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll have some stuff out for you guys. We, yes. we definitely have a lot of releases to catch up on. We like, do. We need to yes. interview some bands. Um, and we need to do some news yeah. episodes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll start doing those quarterly (laughs) (laughs) instead of bi-weekly or bi-monthly, and then we went to monthly, (laughs) now it's like quarterly. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in again. Uh, We really appreciate your guys' support. Today, our episode, I had so much fun. Um, Chris, tell them who we chatted with. We got to chat with the legends Steve Cabucci and Nick Deddy from wolves at the gate mm-hmm. and obviously steve's repeat guest uh, we got to chat with him back when eulogies came out and now wolves at the gate crazy? Just, that was almost two years ago dude no man time's flying by i know but they have a new album out uh lost in translation which came out at the near the end mm-hmm. of september cover album cover album don't be confused we talk about that right away it's yes fun. right away <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it was an absolutely great conversation mm-hmm. and um Lots of crazy tour stories. Yes, that was pretty awesome. (laughs) And uh, Nick joining the band and coming to faith, like a bunch Mm -hmm. of awesome stuff. So stay tuned. Yes. And uh, we're we're excited to hear what you all think. Yes, we are. But before we have our new tradition of reading a podcast review from Apple Music Podcasts. And this time we have two just because we have two. Just so I don't ever lose this page because I didn't know it existed. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So I will go first. first. Ours, and I will clarify, is on the U.S. (laughs) side of things. Um, In case you didn't know, there is a Apple Podcast Canada versus Apple Podcast U.S. And there is a, uh, I think I came across looking for these. There's like a Taiwanese one. It's like really because so after cool. you have the link. Wait, do it, we have a Taiwanese? There's no uh, review. Oh. No, no. But I think there was a rating. Like just like. Oh a, yeah. I think so. I, I think you wrong. Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> All of Taiwan listened to. Yeah. To the podcast. Give us a five star rating. So this one, this one is from Christine W fifteen fifty nine. She said it's titled uh, "Definitely What I Needed." And she said, thank you for this. My life needed this podcast. I'm so happy I finally found my people. Thank you, Christine. Yeah, you are you. our sweet. people. And uh, we are we are glad that uh, this podcast has brought you some joy. Absolutely. Um, I have not pre-read this in any way, so hopefully we don't have to <laughs> I am so this. ready for this, too. <laughs> but um, on the Apple podcast, dot, or it's like dot com, app, podcast.apple.com slash ca 
slash our podcast name. Uh, we have a review that was uploaded September 6th by Metsuda. And uh, it's titled Chat GPT Review. So this should be interesting. This is an AI review. This is an AI review of our podcast. Uh, and I'm excited to get into this. Okay, here we go. So it's kind of long. Stay tuned. Ah, Kingdom Core. The podcast that's not just about praising the heavens, but also cranking up the volume to 11. <laughs> um, it's like a divine fusion of faith and fierce guitar riffs that'll have you shouting hallelujah in no time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to know what their prompt was. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just write a review of the Kingdom Core podcast. Oh, that's um, so funny. Listening to Kingdom Core is like attending a heavenly concert where angels trade their harps for electric guitars. <laughs> okay, then. The hosts bring the char charisma of a preacher and the energy of a rock star, making each episode a spiritual head-banging experience. Am I the preacher or the rock star? <laughs> Probably the preacher. <laughs> um... Well, then what does that make you? <laughs> I'm the rock star. <laughs> uh, new White Robe Nation track coming out. Their discussions about Christian hardcore music are like sermons for the soul, but with breakdowns that hit harder than a sledgehammer. It's as if the Bible had a punk rock remix and you can't help to tap your foot to the gospel beats. Here's the last chunk. So... If you're looking to elevate your faith and your music tastes simultaneously, Kingdom Core is your holy grail. Put on your headphones and get ready to rock your way to salvation, because this podcast is proof that even the most devout can enjoy a righteous mosh pit. There you go. You heard <laughs> it here first, folks. Oh my goodness. Chat GPT knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> do they i don't know i don't think they've ever i don't think it's ever listened to the an episode not at all not at all mr preacher oh man well thank you for that and um i guess with that here is our episode with wolves at the gate awesome well thanks for coming on guys um really appreciate it been looking forward to this episode for a bit um so you guys just dropped lost in translation your guys full-length cover album uh what's the response been to it uh, it's been it's been good. There's been uh, some confusion from some people. <laughs> um, We're just gonna jump right into that, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been overwhelmingly positive. You know, I was just I was uh, doing an interview earlier today and was explaining how you know the people that respond on social media it may seem like they're the loudest, but like that's not the majority for sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah. It's just, yeah, there's just been people like, oh, are you guys just doing covers from now on? It's like, yep, we just decided 15 <laughs> years in. We don't want to, we don't want to do that anymore. Uh, it's like, it's like, no, we're just, yeah. So it's, it's been cool. It's been fun to see uh, people's responses. It's been a lot of fun for us to do. Honestly, we were just like, if this is just fun for us, that would be awesome. Who cares really what mm -hmm. everyone else thinks? Um, obviously we do care, but at the end of the day, we want to enjoy what we're doing. And it was a lot of fun for us and kind of, uh, uh, creative like just release to just not have to worry the songs are already great let's yeah. just have fun you know yeah i was just say that was the reason behind the like the particular songs that we picked it was just like what are some of the best songs that we know that we would have fun mm. doing like ourselves you know so mm -hmm. 
So were those songs that you chose, were those all like band favorites or were some of them like, you know, Steve, a couple of them are yours, Nick, a couple of them are yours, maybe Joey had a couple? Yeah, we had like a, a Spotify playlist that uh, I started and just said, just add songs to the list. And uh, and so that was obviously made it more difficult. Um, but uh, yeah, for the most part, I would say, Nick, probably like 75 to 80% of it was like pretty like collective you know decision um i covered i did the cover for stupid deep and ben actually just thought he's like i just thought you wrote a great song and i was like no i didn't before we did that i didn't i'd never heard it either like yeah. i had never heard that song Same. before yeah i talked to joe uh, a lot about that in the past like man it'd be so cool to cover that song and he agreed. I, I kind of had like songs with each guy where I was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to do this song? And and this was the opportunity to do that. So hmm. and my personal favorite on the record, Sweetness, it sounded like that yeah. was one that you guys have been planning for a long time or wanting to do for a long time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Long before I mean, that's a song Steve talked about a lot. Like he's <laughs> yeah. like, dude, I, I really want to do this. I mean, I mean, arguably like Jimmy Eat World is like one of your favorite bands, right? Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was that was a pretty easy choice, like on his end. Yeah, yeah. Before Nick was even a twinkle in our eyes, <laughs> it was a song we wanted to cover. <laughs> so little did you know, Nick. You know, it was it was it was in your destiny. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so then, what was that? If you had that like collective playlist that probably got way more than ten songs, how what was that process of narrowing them down? I think it was like obviously something super important for for me and the guys is like connecting with like the the message of the song, mm -hmm. and so that was that was part of the idea too. Is like there are, we take a lot of in, we take influences from a lot of different artists, and unfortunately, if we were to only pick artists that had the same beliefs that we did, uh, it would be a very short list of musicians that we uh, appreciate their artistry and their lyrics. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is, and mm -hmm. so there are songs that people write that I think are a hundred percent true and a hundred percent accurate of how they're either looking at reality, the world, uh, what it's, what it's like to, to have, uh, um, these, these, I, I, we, I would call it the flesh. I don't know what some, but, uh, an unbeliever would call it, but to wrestle with the reality that you just can't do a Roman seven experience, you know, you can't do the things that you want to do and you don't do the things or you do the things you don't want to do. So, um, was trying to narrow it down that way. But then also we wanted to make sure we were covering songs that we felt like we could cover it. And if people didn't know the song, it would just sound like a wolves at the gate song. Um, could we actually really make it like, could it really fit in with what we're doing? Cause sometimes I think heavy bands have covered songs in the past and it's more of like a joke, uh, like a parody sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And we, we didn't want it to seem like a, a parody. Uh, we weren't, going for laughs uh, let's put it that way so yeah no 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 having nick scream words like crunk or anything like that, so. <laughs> so no well, no family force fight also shows like a yeah, right yeah. i think it also shows that like we we genuinely like love these bands and love these songs mm. and like honestly want to give them the respect and like do you know due diligence that these like songs deserve you know they've already like obviously like made something great of themselves already and we're not gonna like us doing a cover is not doing anything for them so how do we like 
bring that into like a respective light and like treat these songs in a good way to when mm-hmm. people listen to them, they're just like, Oh man, this sounds sick. Like this is mm-hmm. a cool, like different take on this song kind of thing. Yeah. My favorite comment from people was, uh, this isn't better than the original. And I always wanted to reply, like, I agree. <laughs> like, it wasn't supposed to be right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We weren't, go- the, the marketing wasn't like, you know, 2.0, you know, versions of these songs, new and improved versions. You know, we already thought these songs were great. Um, we were just trying to basically like, you know, send it through a different filtration system, our creative minds for better or for worse. And for those mm-hmm. people, they've obviously identified to them it was for worse. But I feel like I hear uh, that argument with covers a lot where it's like somebody's like, well, <clears throat> if it's not going to be better than the original, like, what's the point? Right. Like, I, I feel like I hear that about every cover that ever comes out. And yeah. uh, I like yeah, I, it's a different take on it by different artists. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's and illogical. Plus, if it, if it, yeah, and if a band's really wanting to challenge themselves and like create something really unique, like like definitely at least explore that option. It doesn't even have to make it to the finish line, but at least you right. like mm-hmm. attempted. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Yeah. It's subjective too, because when you put out a cover song, you know, somebody may think, Oh, our cover's better, but then somebody disagrees or somebody agrees. It's just subjective, so it doesn't matter. The other part of it, too, is like if you're not going to make it better, it's like, well, then people should stop making burgers. People should stop making pizzas. <laughs> like, there's better burgers and right. better, better pizzas out there. But, you know, what? that hasn't stopped McDonald's. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you could ask Nick and I, it hasn't stopped us <laughs> from going to get burgers and pizza. Because right. we're always like, yeah, why not try your burger or your pizza? It could be mm-hmm. really good. So. That's cool. That's That's a really Does good this point. give you guys uh, an extra boost of songs that you guys can play live or is there a a different thing legality no is there i don't know we can yeah yeah we can play them live and we've played breaking the habit and we were like super close to playing uh sweetness uh last week what was that Sean was literally just telling me before you got here. He's like, "Hey, I was at the Haste the Day show. That was awesome." I was like, "Man, he's gonna be really bummed to find out we were about to play." Through. That makes me so sad because I just saw Jimmy like two or three months ago too. Uh, so that would have been cool to see both of them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, it was it was a big bummer for us too. If it makes you feel any better, because like we were trying to figure out set time and gotcha. Like you know how shows go. Like sometimes yeah. they get kind of out of out of sync, and just you know stuff happens and stuff. It's just mm-hmm. it's part of the business, you know. But um, yeah, we we were only allotted a thirty minute set. We were trying to like pick the best, yeah, you know, kind of out of that thing. So yeah, it was it was a hard choice though. If I may say, I was more happy to get Lowborn than I would have been to get Sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it was hard because we thought we had 35 minutes. And so oh, I was gotcha. like building, yeah, building the set. And Ben's like, dude, we have 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and so then <laughs> the goal is always like, how much like music can we squeeze out of, you know, right. that amount of time and yeah. basically just exhaust ourselves for 30 minutes. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you guys sounded great. So <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, dude, I'm Thank so you. pumped that it. I'm so bummed I didn't get to see you. I know. I, I was telling Nick, I went to the merch booth and I couldn't find you guys. Yeah, man. Well, shame <laughs> on time. shame on us. Were no. you there at the end of the yeah. show? Uh, I was, but I, ha- I had to leave like right after. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The other uh, thing too yeah. with the venues is like, they're like 
herding people out like cattle. I know. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're like, if you're not buying merch, you need to leave. And it's like the show, they're like, they're yeah. like still ringing out, yeah. you know? It's oh, like, yeah. I heard yeah. that exact same thing when I was in Seattle just a couple of weeks ago for a show. They like 15 a lot of, minutes after it ended, they were like, all right, if you're not buying yeah. merch, get out of here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, of, I get they want to go home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of bigger clubs do that, or, or like more well established clubs do that. It's just this was like mm-hmm. a yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of El Corazon in Seattle, and oh, then yeah. the Fun House, which yeah. is like the mm-hmm. tiny one over in the corner. They were doing this in the oh. Fun House. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like they're like all five there. of you get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, the fifty cap room in the corner of the like of the parking lot, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. It's so. just one guy with a broom just yeah. to push people it's like out. The bands yeah. are the only people still in there. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm wrapping cables, dude. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's well, amazing, Sean. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. That what I was. No, nah, it's all good, man. Yeah, all good, man. Um, I wanted to ask: Were there any um, any covers that you guys attempted that you guys, when they came out, you're like, nah, let's scratch that. Um, I'm trying to think through because I didn't send any of the guys any, I always tell them that I always write, I write a lot more songs than they know. Um, Cause they're, they're he like keeps the ones them in that, secret. Yeah. Well, I, I wake up the next morning and I go, Ooh, yeah, that sounded, that sounded good at 1am. That doesn't sound that great. Can we, can um, we get a like hidden Steven Kabuchi files of all the, all the like Listen, demos that you have. If I'm not showing it to the guys, I'm not showing it to you guys either. So. <laughs> yeah, those secrets stay safe with me. It's uh, when Wolves of the Gate decides to finally end. Here's <laughs> yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. Steve's going to dump about 50 tracks called Late, late Night Jam. And that's all going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I have like a, I have a fatality protocol that when I die, it'll all get released and you guys can see really how, (laughs) how bad of a musician I I was when I was tricking you all. (laughs) I bet you that you could probably throw together like your 10 best like tracks that you were just like, nah, and like everybody would eat it up. Like it was like. Probably a really good Wolves of the Gate album or something. We'll do that when we're officially washed up and uh, <laughs> never have, have. have nothing left to give. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, as for like songs that we um, honestly, I, I didn't end up like recording any, but I tried. So like the I we I really liked the idea of taking a song that was really heavy mm-hmm. and making it very melodic. Like we kind of did that with uh, diamond eyes by Deftones, but we really liked the idea of like, like, is there like a slipknot song that we can cover that everyone's going <laughs> to expect to be really heavy, but it's like, we do, it's like really like chill. Um, mm-hmm. We were, we, well, we had this idea of doing like a chill switch engage uh, cover, That's you know, amazing. Uh, but um, that didn't, that didn't, it didn't happen in time. Uh, so, um, yeah, those are like some of the things that I think we had like some like super throwback, like classic rock songs. Like I had this idea of like maybe covering cashmere by Led Zeppelin, but it's like a seven minute song. And, uh, <laughs> 
I was like, no, never mind. Uh, so, so stuff like that was like I was trying to like really think outside outside the box, but uh, obviously that, that didn't happen. So I feel like a Led Zeppelin song with your vocals on it would be very interesting. Like, would, would you try and do it like a higher octave? Like <laughs> I've got I've got one thing, and that's the, the gravel that's in my voice. So I don't think I don't think I could uh, I could rival those. Uh, those silky pipes. So. You got a layered Nick's like highs behind it. <laughs> yeah, Nick, you sing the high parts, dude. Go ahead. You guys could do a collaboration with Greta Van Fleet. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Oh uh, uh, yeah. yeah. That'd be a weird, weird mashup, but I'm I'm there for it. Um that's awesome. Well, I think something that like with that whole conversation of some of the fans being kind of confused, they're like, oh, like covers. You guys did this a decade ago. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's something a lot of, like, you guys have grown massively since then. So there's probably, like, mm-hmm. a big portion of the fan base that hasn't heard that stuff before. Was Have you guys mm-hmm. been wanting to do covers since then? Like, is or is this just a more recent, like, hey, we should try this again? It's kind of like, you know... I have a lot of ideas that have like just been rattling around, like kicking a can down the road, you know, and uh, like, you know, eventually you like get to the place where it just kind of lines up perfectly. You know, Um, this was very unintentional the way this all came together Um, and it happened really, really fast Mm -hmm. too. So, um, and it wasn't planned, you know, people, I'm sure people thought like, a lot of people are like, oh, you guys are making this shift. I'm like, little do you know, I just made half a demo of Heathens and sent it to the guys and like, this is sick. You need to finish the song. And then I sent it to our A&R at the label. And he says, how many more of these do you have? And I'm like, none. Uh, he's like, can you can you make it an EP? And then as I was making an EP, he's like, dude, could you just do an album? And I was like, okay. Uh, so... So like none of this was really planned, yeah. Um, but we did love the idea of really the only one that was like circling in the back of my head was sweetness. Like one day we should cover sweetness, or um, so yeah. It was just kind of like the ideas that you kind of have when you're in the van and you're like, mm. you know, driving in the middle of you know West Texas with nothing to do, and you're like, would it be sick if we did this? And we're like, yeah. And then nobody, <laughs> it doesn't happen. Well, it happened this time, yeah. so. How how long ago did you guys have that conversation with your A and R guy? Like since Eulogies came out? Oh yeah, it was it was well after it. So Eulogies came out, then we then Lowborn, and it was basically like the beginning of this year, mm. right, Nick? Probably like February that I sent you. Yeah, like, I mean it was it was very very early into the year that we actually started doing all this because okay. I mean it was like the timeline was like pretty like one thing after another we decided to do it and then we did a cut like he did the one song and then we started working on it and then it just kept going and it didn't even stop like we didn't stop yeah Yeah, it was not long in between when i sent a demo out to when like nick flew into you know philadelphia and was at my house tracking vocals so it was like (laughs) kind of a kind of a blur um but we just loved the idea of yeah giving people more content um and you know this doesn't mean that we had like no songs written we've got we've got like probably two albums full of music 
Whoa, written. okay. Um, yeah, we just... The 2024 uh, confirmed? <laughs> yeah, no, no not, not confirmed. You're definitely going to hear new music next year, yeah. that's for sure. But um, we're trying to just figure out how, like, how we want to approach it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. The longer we do this, the, the uh, hopefully, I know it is for me, the more precious it becomes because you just realize, like, mm-hmm. you know, people could stop caring tomorrow or... Um, just such, things could happen and we don't have this opportunity anymore. So we just, I don't know. We really just want to try and give people value and show appreciation for all the people that support us and do something interesting or different and not just kind of just churn out the same stuff, you know? Right. Um, so that's, what's exciting to us. And we feel really excited about this new material as well. I know we're talking about the cover album, but yeah, I mean, we were just all together and, well, actually, Nick, remember we were in uh, we were in in the UK and we were just going through all the demos, like ranking them. It was mostly just us headbanging, you know. We, <laughs> it was like quasi productive, but we were mostly just kind of like jamming out to the demos. The yeah, more, so. more headbangs per minute means it's a good song. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, we were we were trying to come up with a folder of like ten to twelve best songs that we want to like obviously like still work on the other stuff but the most confident right now at this point and just go whole hog into the whole thing just like we really want to flesh these ones out and then also see how the other ones hopefully turn out but you know these are like our strongest at this point Mm. kind of thing so yeah we we rented a van while we were in uk like a sprinter van while we were in the uk and uh (laughs) ben's phone was the only thing that was hooked up to the bluetooth <laughs> it's just, just playing songs off of the dropbox yeah on his like yeah it was for like a good like two hours like it was yeah. that's awesome nice what was that tour like because you guys you guys played with um red jumpsuit right mm-hmm. and then you did loud yeah. and proud <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah the tour yes. was cool um i mean I'll give you like the, the, the short answer and then you can let me know if you want the long answer later because that was probably like the craziest travel experience we've ever had. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but the tour was awesome. All the shows were packed. Um, it was cool for us to see, you know, there's always that thought of, you know, you're going someplace you've never been before. Mm-hmm. Do we actually have fans? You know, and I remember the first time we went to Germany thinking why were we invited to come here you know (laughs) nobody knows who we are and we had and there were a lot of people knew who we were and it was the same thing in the uk so that was that was really cool to just be uh yes surprised by that and get to talk to people there and you know for me you know it's um i know what it's like to really like a band and to have never gotten to see them live there were people flying in from all over europe you know croatia czech republic uh, people flying yeah. from from uh, France, Portugal, so uh, cool. South Africa, people flying wow. from Africa to wow. come, you know. So it was like, I felt really bad because I was like, I wish we could go to all the places you live. Uh-huh. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, so that was really cool to just get to connect with a whole different fan base there. And, um, and also, too, you know, for however, um, I guess, back, I don't even know what the right word is, but the way that the, the true, the church in America is like dying. Um, they're like a generation ahead in Europe. Um, and so it was really cool to connect with believers there who were really appreciative of who we are and what we do just because it feels really dark to them where they live. Mm. 
Um, got to have some great conversations too, because uh, there's a lot of people who are um, probably just don't know the gospel or uh, it's not every day that a band shows up and decides to, you know, talk to him about who Jesus is and, and what he came to do and the hope that he gives in his, in his life and death. And so that was really awesome to, 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 um, have that opportunity as well. Um, so yeah, those are all the really positive things that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, we'll let you take uh, the negatives. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually my MO in here. It's okay. Just give me the like, I'll, I'll deal with it. Now, so it is probably by far the craziest and like almost like worst traveling experience we've had. Whoa. Flying over. Obviously, like we've been to Christmas Rock Night a lot of times. Right. Like, for the past like 10 years, we've been going over there. Um, and almost consecutively, you know, there was like a year or so gap where, you know, between Christmas rock night and then doing obviously loud and proud, but never have we really had like any hiccups or like anything that was super crazy since day one of this trip. It was just nonsense. The entire way we get on the plane in Indianapolis and the plane in Indianapolis then proceeds to tell us after we've already been on board for like 20 minutes. The pilot begins to tell us that there's an electrical problem on one of the on one of the. Let's go. The, yeah, I was like, cool. We're starting out strong. Like, let's awesome. get this yeah, thing. So. In, yeah, let's get this thing in the air. Let's do it. Oh my god! So he kept telling us like it should only take like 15, 20 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. He did that like six times. Yeah. I I remember falling asleep in my like where I'm at because I was next to Joey, and I wake up and I look at the time. We got on the plane at like five o'clock and we were supposed to be in Chicago and, you know, the time would, would roll back and we would be there in like, like at five ten because it's like a 45 minute, 50 minute flight. So, so I wake up and it's like nine o'clock. We've been on the plane for four hours. Did you have the, of course Nick, they, did you have the thing where like, cause I fell asleep too. And I yeah. was hearing that announcement in my dreams, and then I woke up, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the announcement yeah, like, so is still. Honestly, I would wake up. <laughs> twenty more minutes. Like, twenty more. And, yeah, so, and you're like, dude, yeah. it was so awful. So like, oh finally gosh. they decide to. They're supposed to deboard you after like two hours. Like two hours pass by, and they're not reaching. Okay, here's a new like, plane. The supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Can we have one that right. works? Yeah. Please? Or like, hey, if we have to get to your connecting flight. Something. Yeah. So. So we finally get off the plane in four hours, and I mean, we're in panic mode because we're just like, we cannot miss our connecting flight in Chicago. I mean, by this point, we've probably already missed it. Well, we, we missed the, we missed one the first the one. Tour. Yeah, we missed the first one, and we're yeah, trying to catch the, the last flight out. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We, were, we had to run had across. Like looked it up. Yeah, we had to run across two terminals. So we're all just like sprinting. Two terminals. <laughs> We're it, sprinting. Is the, it is the most intense 400 yards sprint I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, I kept I'm looking back, about pushing yeah. people out of the oh, way. Like, like, and you just pull like, a screaming yeah. voice. You're like, get out of the way. Yeah, no. So, yeah. So we. So we're we're all. I mean, we're all booking it. Joey is 100% the most athletic out of all of us. So Joey beats us there by like a good like five or six minutes. Whoa. So, and all of us are just sprinting. Oh, yeah, dude, he's, he's, he's gone. Like, he's gone. 
So, so we get there. We get there, and then like it's it's Steve and Ben and Joey talking to them, and they're like, "Yeah, we have three extra seats," and like they're looking at their computers, so they're gonna let three of us out of the five of us on the plane. So we're like, okay, like let's just let three of us go. At least three of us can make the show. We'll figure out how to make it work. That way we don't have to miss the show in London. And then like we can just figure out the other two people. Like, cause we knew what was gonna happen. Like it you know, you call United, which by the way, anybody listening, don't fly United. <laughs> but yeah. We were, don't do it. We were, we were it was so bad. So like I'm already on the phone like talking to United support, like trying to figure out like you know, what's compensation for two people? Because obviously the line at the service desk was like stupid long. Right. So I'm look, I'm just going to talk to somebody while I'm on the phone doing this. They get on the plane, like all three of them, Joey, Ben and Ab, because Ben has all the logistics. Obviously, Abishai, need the plane. what Abishai was with you. Yes. Abishai was with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joey was going to get on and then, um, and Steve would go, you know, like, who knows? Maybe we can just play an acoustic show. Like, it's kind of is what it is at this point. So Joey gets on the plane, and I'm sitting in line still on the phone, and I see Joey walking towards us because, like, Ben Abbott, like, gotten a call from him. They kicked Joey off the plane <laughs> because, <laughs> because they miscounted seats because a lady that was sitting in one of the seats, like, and had an empty seat next to her, she bought two tickets, which, listen, in this economy – I don't know how you're do- buying two tickets to London, but bro, like, I don't <laughs> what? know, whatever. Anyway, yeah, so, so Steve and Ben. Here's a, Nick, here's the plane. thing, though. Here's the thing. When I got on the plane, there was like 10 open seats, and I was like, yo, what is going oh. on here? Yeah, but yeah see, I don't, I don't get that at all. <laughs> I'd be yeah, so mad. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, because when see, we got there. Yeah. yeah. When we got to the, when we got there, they told us there were five seats. We get there, and they're like, uh. They're like, only three of you can fly. So we're like, well, no, we're just all going to go together. They're like, no, three of you need to go now because we only have two seats on the next flight. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) So the funny thing is Joe was the first one to go. He's like, I'll go. And we're like, okay. okay." (laughs) He's like, I want to go to London. (laughs) It's like, I beat you guys. We're not late because of me. (laughs) I think that's that's why he got kicked off. He was a little too eager. The flight attendant didn't like it. She's like, this guy really wants to be on this flight. And so she she probably was like, she's like, let's do a background check. And uh, it didn't come up up good. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it was just it was just like just this whirlwind of chaos, just like of trying to figure out like, okay. I need a hotel for three guys. Like I need like that meal vouchers, all this stuff. Cause you better believe I'm not going to be paying for any of this. So yeah. yeah. Not at so all. like, yeah, it, well, just, it was just so crazy. So Joey and Ab and I just ended up just hanging out in Chicago at the hotel. And then like, thankfully the next day we got on the plane. The thing that kind of stunk though, is like, it didn't leave until like four forty five the next day. So we're just like, yeah, we're we're definitely missing the show. Like, thankfully, Steve played an acoustic set. Like, that all worked out okay. Um, it was just, well, it, was, it was barely, it was barely okay. Just, <laughs> oh, Steve, man, he, for, for, <laughs> just to, to make a long story short, just imagine a dumpster fire that. Every time you turn around, somebody just pours a little more gasoline on. I want this thing just burn and be done. And it just, it just kept growing. So that was that. And then eventually the dumpster fire went out and 
what I like. I don't think I've ever been so happy to see uh, Joe, Nick, and Ab when they when they got <laughs> yeah. to the UK. Because I'm just like, I don't know what you guys just went through, but we just went through some like crazy stuff. And they're like, yeah, this was just gnarly. We were so stoked to play that first show together. Yeah, uh, awesome. yes, yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Feel like an actual band. So how many shows yeah. did you guys play over there? Like, was this was just the first one of like a yeah like a tour? Yeah, we, we did. Yeah five shows in the uk and then we had like a day of travel and then two in germany okay, okay. yeah cool. that would have been terrible so, yeah. if it was just that show <laughs> like i know like, like oh, christmas yeah. rock night or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 oh, thankfully yeah. the rest of the shows were like really great That's though good. like they were awesome uh like the whole experience it. was really awesome it was just like it was literally just the traveling portion of it like because they like even with the van, like at first, the guy that rented the van to us told us, was like, hey, so we don't have an automatic transmission. We have no, he a manual transmission. No, he didn't, he didn't tell us that. We found out when we got it. Oh, We're no. like, oh see, oh. that's even worse. Yeah. See, see, these are things that I wasn't made privy to when they got yeah. there. <laughs> you guys, in, in England, you have to drive on the other side of the road, right? Yes. Yeah, so, Did you remember so that? You're shifting. <laughs> yes. Ben Ben drove the whole time because I told him that was part of the deal. I was like, "If you're coming, you're doing the whole." I would be freaking drive. out. <laughs> yeah. he hey, handled he it like a champ. champ. Really, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he got it. He got it down good. Dude. That's crazy. Well, not not the not the manual part in the beginning. That was a little. <laughs> that was. That yeah. was. Yeah. I could die here. Manual um, right hand <laughs> driving and right lane yeah. or left lane. <laughs> yeah. There was that one. There was that one point. Side, yeah. 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 Yeah, I know, dude. It was so wacky. Like trying to shift the left hand, and Ben's like, "I can't find second gear," and I was like oh, trying to yeah. help him. I'm like, I'm "Wait, like, is this is, is just... the uh, gear order backwards too?" <laughs> like, like, uh, no, it's, it's the, the same. He's doing it with his other hand because yeah. he's on the other yeah, side of the car. Yeah. Oh, I'm just hand. imagining it being yeah. everything yeah. backwards. So you would you do like top top right? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite. Yeah, it wasn't quite like Bizarro World, yeah. but it was it was close. Yeah, but. He stalled, like Ben stalled like six times getting out of the parking lot. But then like the worst part was just like big incline. He just nailed it. And then he was fine from then on out. But I was just like, how did you stall in the parking lot so many times? And like the hardest parts of the drive, you just rose to the occasion. But I guess that's, I'm glad he did it that way than the opposite. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. But there's honestly, yeah. we could, we could tell you plenty of, uh, plenty of stories, but there those are those are great. sufficient. Was, <laughs> never oh, a dull awesome. moment. That is for sure. No, those make for yeah. great podcast conversations for sure. <laughs> we we love crazy tour stories on here. So <laughs> thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah, man. Awesome. So I I thought it'd be fun to um, after we wrapped up the talk about Lost in Translation, kind of just talk about like. Um, Steve, last time we had you on, you talked about kind of the history of the band and the formation, how you guys got Nick. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would really love to hear Nick, you coming into the band from your perspective. I think that would oh, be man. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go. Let's go. Uh, oh. <laughs> my brother and my brother in Christ, there is not enough time in this podcast. <laughs> I'm just, I am being forthright with you. Like, <laughs> where do I? And, oh my gosh! You know what's funny is we were just having this conversation at the Haste the Day show. Oh yeah, about how literally the journey began. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was seventeen, getting ready to turn, or I was eighteen, getting mm -hmm. getting ready to turn eighteen. No, you were yeah. seventeen, turning eighteen, but you told us you were nineteen. 
Yeah. Oh, it starts yes. off with a lie. <laughs> oh, wait. oh, 100%. But it gets even better. Um, so it starts off with a lie, but ended off with me telling, like, one of the – is so dumb. So, so no, I was uh, – yeah, I was just like – I mean, it was your typical – like 17 year old kid, like just trying to figure out what I want to do, but I love doing music. Uh, the band that I was in was a local band to Ohio, like the Southern and central Ohio. We like, we played with a lot of different like local bands and stuff like that. Um, the way that we met was because of a band that we had mutual friends in called though. She wrote, they were a, like a real big central Ohio band. They like, before they broke up, like they were getting ready to get signed to rise and all this other stuff, but they ended up like breaking up because one of their guys joined the military they were having their last show and we opened up for that show and wolves was like direct support to that show. So it was really crazy. Cause like, like my, my childhood was not like, was not very like traditional in the senses of like growing up in church or doing any of those things that like, uh, maybe some of the other guys, you know, had or whatever. Um, but um, like my family went to church, uh, but I don't necessarily consider my, my parents to be believers. It's not something that they've ever really professed or, um, I just, yeah, it was just a weird dynamic in my family. We went to church cause like we had to kind of thing. Mm. It, it wasn't, it actually wasn't until I met these guys that, that the Lord truly worked in my heart and like opened my eyes and really made me like just bear down and look inward, ask if I like truly hated my sin. Um, you know, and I hated, you know, so I just lived my life as a regular heathenistic teenager, you know, <laughs> whatever. that sounds terrible, but uh, you know, anyway. Um, yeah. So I was like trying to figure out the music thing. And then I like, I went up to Steve because like, I remember watching their set. It was really strange because I don't know how many times I've talked about this. I know I've shared it with Steve, but like, you know, when you feel like you're the only person in the world, when somebody's talking to you and it's like very like, you know, like mono a mono, even though somebody's like speaking to a crowd or whatever. It was weird because he and I made eye contact, like when he was sharing the gospel and I was like standing in the middle of the pit of the show, but there was like nobody around me, period. It was just funny because I really like honed in on what he was saying. And I felt that was a weird, like cool little moment or whatever, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I went up and talked to Steve and I was like, Hey man, like, I, you know, I really liked what you <laughs> I feel bad saying this because, like, it sounds like a lot of people at our shows that come up to us is like, hey, man, I really liked your talk up there. I really liked your message. <laughs> it's my TED talk, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but that's what I said. Like, I said something like that to him, and and we just got to talking. He was like, he's like, wait, you were you were in the band, like, that, that opened up. And I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, and then Jeremy, like, walked up. He's like, dude, your band was sick. Like, that was, that was cool. Yeah, so, so, yeah, we got to know each other for a while, and. Eventually, like Steve hit me up on Facebook and asked if I'd be interested in joining or if I'd be interested in trying out because they were like Colin was getting ready to leave the band mm -hmm. um, because he was having his third child at the time um, and he just like couldn't commit to touring. And then that's when I learned about like Wolves getting signed to Solid State here in a couple months and then like all these other things that like things were actually starting to move. And so we did our like first couple tours like later that year. But the conversation I'm talking about that we just had is because my dad came out to the show and <laughs> um, we like talked about it and we said, Hey, we're getting ready to do like, you know, a couple tours, like pretty much back to back. Like we were going to be on the road, like for practically like well over two months. Whoa. And, and cause then we had another one coming up in that February, the next year with a band called come wind. Oh, and Orphan Poet. Come and, so good. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, gone too that, soon. That was like the next one that we soon. did. But he was like, he's like, I've got a, he's like, I got a bunch of demos that I'd really love for you to like try, like putting some vocals on and doing all this other stuff. So <laughs> my van had just broken down. The thing that was getting me to all the practices, cause mind you, I lived like an hour and a half away from where they were. So like I had to travel a lot to get there, but like, so I just showed up at Steve's apartment in Dayton, Ohio with a bag of clothes. I'm pretty sure it was a black, a bag a black of clothes garbage and broken yeah. dreams. And just, and, and, and just, he's like, yeah, man. And he's like, Steve, I remember when he's like, oh, he's moving in. Like, so, oh, Nick's dad. Dropped my dad him off just like dropped me off with all of his yeah. stuff so and he just funny. starts bringing yeah. in all this stuff and i was just like i'm like uh, dude we're just we're gonna be on tour for like a couple months it's not a big deal and his dad goes nope this is all his stuff he's staying here and i was like see <laughs> <laughs> now he's like, he's I was like who gets yeah can i uh, claim him as a dependent on my taxes yeah. like, that work can now? he pay rent <laughs> all, all of his tour money was, goes towards rent <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's actually really funny because like the only thing that like the only few things that steve really knew about like you know some of like li like life stuff you know other than like music was that like you know what little bit I'd shared with him about like what's like stuff at home. The only other thing he knew about me was that I shared with him at a smash burger that we went to that I had gotten arrested from Walmart for petty theft <laughs> for like, steal, like, like I was, I was 18 years or, you know, 17 years old, 18 years old. And like, just all this, just stole a bunch of dumb crap. You know what I mean? Like dumb kid in college, like not, and I, I worked there too. It was really dumb, but like, so he dropped the employee me off discount wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, I wanted chicken for free. Yeah, okay, there like, it no, is. I, I worked at Walmart too. It's, it doesn't pay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Nick, yeah. Nick is immortalized but, uh, in like, the band for his. Uh, we we always anytime we see him around chicken, we're like, you gotta pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't steal that. <laughs> And now the whole world oh, knows. <laughs> but like, mind you, like, like think about like these are the only things he knows about me. So now I'm just like moving in with him. And he's like, what is happening? <laughs> so, steal all my chicken. The first which we was like an eye opener. Like, oh man, that was that was insane. But yeah, so we we did a couple tours. Um, we did our first tour with a band called from uh, Farewell to Freeway. Uh, they were they were a um, Victory Records band okay. uh, that was just like doing this really small tour, um, and then another band called Brighter Than a Thousand Suns, and that was like a weird like two week run kind of thing, super small. Um, and after that tour is when they had like asked if I wanted to join the band, just because like we had a couple tours was quite the experience already enough as it is between eating fingernails and uh um yeah i think you broke steve <laughs> oh no these, these, these are steve's best moments he loves reliving this <laughs> this is what solidified our friendship <laughs> yeah there's some there's some wild stuff that um, happened 
Oh just my things, gosh! Just uh, I between. never thought I would. Yeah, things I never thought I would experience in this life. You know, Nick. <laughs> some me getting staph infection twice. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just like yeah. Or like just dude. Like, are you like wrestling? Like, who are you wrestling at in like <laughs> high school gyms that you're getting staph infection <laughs> yeah. all the time? <laughs> where, where are you getting this it from? That, dude, I'm like, I, was, I live with you. I was a shambles. I was a shamble of a human being. It was yeah. It was great. I, Honestly, those first couple of years, I mean, there are just, there are too many stories. And as soon as I think I know them all, I, Ben reminds me of a dozen more. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, one second, though, before we move yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> how long did Nick stay with you? Or was this like an indefinite thing? Oh, man. How long was it, Nick? I mean, it was, uh, I don't know. Felt like it was a long time. It, it was a while. I mean, it was at least because it was past the... <laughs> the bald eagle your tour <laughs> that's right if you remember that i do yeah. remember that um i mean it yeah i mean it was like i want to say it was almost a year i want to yeah, say it was, like yeah, it was about a year. like it was yeah because because the reality was like i like we kind of talked about it too like about like why my dad just dropped like we were having issues mm. and i kind of got like i got kicked out and we were just like Steve was like helping me figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. And like, I was trying to figure out like a game plan of how, cause like I dude, I grew up with just like in an environment where it was just like, you did your own thing and it was like, just figure it out kind of thing. So like Steve was one of like one of the first brothers I ever had that actually like helped me try to get things together, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. And like figure out like a good job to have at home. Like he even brought me with him to like, several construction jobs that we had done. And, you know, even if it was just like roofing or demo, like those are great stories. Yeah. Dude. Like, listen, you, there is a do you remember, do you remember the first day you worked with me? Yes. Yeah. All <laughs> yes. I, so, so once I realized that Nick was getting dropped off, like indefinitely, I, I was like, I was like, well, dude, I'm going to go work in the morning. And I was like, there's no chance you're just staying here. You're coming with me. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and so we were we were re-roofing a house, and Nick had never done anything like that before. And you know, one seven, time, one time, but yeah. when I was like fourteen, but not enough to know yeah. what to do. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, seven a.m. Nick is just like sleeping on the whole ride there, and I like wake him up when we get there. I'm like, all right, let's go, dude. You got to start carrying shingles up the ladder. He's like, what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, and he did it. I was like, I was like, you're going to need to just work to like kind of earn your way. Cause like, you know, I didn't realize I was going to have to like buy your food and everything else. So yeah. like I, I legit was like, like taking care of him. You were his dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to like fit dad. this weird. It was like this weird, like dad, uncle, brother yeah. scenario. Where it was like, <laughs> whatever that is, uncle like, yeah, like my uncle, bro, uncle. dad. <laughs> awesome. Many that, life lessons were learned. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I just remember him, just like I just remember him, like, like under his breath. Like, I hate this. This is stupid. You know? <laughs> And I just kept laughing while I, I, I was laughing like this the whole time I was working because I was like, I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, just... oh, man. like you got to figure out life, man. This is it. Oh, my goodness. I'm just remembering so many things now. Yeah. And you're just like, why are these stupid things so heavy? I'm like, because... <laughs> 
Because <laughs> that's how it's it shingles. is, man. Yeah, the yeah, are heavy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's amazing. So, yeah, just so many so many good stories but i mean that's how that's how captors came to fruition was through all of uh all of that nonsense um, that's amazing I yeah love, yeah i love that so much that was the journey uh, so i wanted captors. to ask yeah yeah chris you go you you go for it uh, <laughs> well yeah we were just wanting to know about your guys's uh 10 year 10 years of captors tours shows that you did because that's like a really big milestone to look back on and it's a decade since that came out obviously is big but mm-hmm. um yeah just how did those go like was there any uh more crazy cool stories from, from those shows <laughs> yeah thankfully we're, we're making uh, better decisions in life at 10 years 10 years on um, relearning the music no the shows yeah, <laughs> yeah was Gosh, it tough relearning yeah. It was honestly. I think Nick and I had the hardest job just because there's so many lyrics on that album. Oh so many, and, yeah. oh my so god, much, <laughs> and so many like like lyrical changes and yep. things that aren't the same the first time as they are the second time. Which is like, yeah. you know, it was cool for that moment, but it definitely makes for like a tough job, you know, mm-hmm. for uh, the old the old noggin. I mean, I, I had to practice a lot to like make sure I was remembering all the lyrics and right, um, but. It was a lot of fun, you know, and it was just, it, it was fun to do that. Like I, I actually, en- I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, it was also really fun for me to kind of like get inside my own head lyrically to see, to kind of remember where I was and kind of mm. having uh, gratitude for where I am now. You know, um, I think, I, I don't know if people could see the difference you know for me i i know i guess the heart that was behind a lot of things that i was writing and some of it was a really good place and some of it was just out of like ignorance and not really like understanding what i was saying um and so that part was like cool for me i it it brought out a lot of like gratitude uh for the the good that god was doing in me at that time and also the ways that he's kind of you know just continued to uh, work in me and uh you know just it's like look it's like taking a look at you know uh sanctification storybook kind of you know to mm-hmm. see because i i know some of the things that were behind some of the things i said and uh, honestly a lot of it's just uh some of it's just pride you know not not realizing that what i was actually saying or the heart behind it was kind of arrogant mm-hmm. um and so it's not that i said anything that was wrong i knew the heart that was behind some of the things i was saying not really having the understanding I have now of, you know, uh, I was learning the, I, during that time I was learning that Christianity is far more about, uh, learning dependency on, uh, on God, not necessarily what I do for him, but what he does for me. Um, and so I think that's where the lyrics started to change a lot more, um, from, the end of captors to, to now. And I think more so in that trajectory. So mm. that, that was what was cool for me was to kind of just see, um, that and have gratitude for God's kindness and patience with me. Yeah. That's cool, man. What about you, Nick? Well, <laughs> it was kind of nice. I mean, when that record first came out, like we actually, we played like, you know, cause it was like, honestly like the majority of our material at the time Mm -hmm. so we played those songs like a lot 
a lot, a lot on tour. So for me, it was, it was a little bit of muscle memory where like we started doing the songs and then when we practiced, like it started kicking back in. But the problem was, is that we had played all of them except for one song and we had never played through the night live. Oh, for real. Okay. So it, Oh yeah. So it was just like, it was definitely like a hard curve trying to get me like trying to like figure that song out Mm. and like really nail it down. And even then I didn't even feel like I, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm kind of like, I think the whole band is kind of in the same, you know, the, the, the band from that era, you know, which is really me, Ben and Steve, like, you know, especially me and Steve, like, I think that, yeah, it's just a cool reminder of like where we're at and from where we're from. We kind of, kind of hold the same sentiment. Like, um, like obviously like my vocal style has changed a lot since then, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's kept its same, uh, like, I mean, you know, tenacity or whatever, but it's, it's like, I've, I've wanted to learn to adapt and evolve and give the songs the best thing it could ever be. And like, mind you too, like that was the first, first record I had ever made, you know, with, with a band, you know, or, or ever been on with a band, you know, I'd always done like small little house demos or EPs or whatever, like previous bands I've been, but you know, that was the first legit one. I know it was for like everybody else too, but it was like, it was a, it was a big deal to me because like, I never thought that it had ever get to that point, you know, like I had no direction at this point. Like, and I, I really do believe that this is a maturity thing as well, especially like given what age and like what's like seasonal life I was in at the time, I was still like trying to fully accept, not even just understand, like fully accept what it meant that what God's grace actually meant. And like trying to understand like what, what it was, what I was deserving of, which was of nothing you know, mm-hmm. and that any accomplishment I had as a musician, because I, I held that in such high standard or high regard, because like, man, it was like, it was listening to like our songs. Like it was, it was really like, it was, it's crazy. Steve's talking about the lyrics that he wrote, because those are some of the things that drew me to it. I, I remember when I was practicing the material before, like to go to try out, I was listening to Harold's <clears throat> and it floored me. Like it, it literally, literally it floored me. I was in the middle of my dad's living room weeping because I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't understand mm-hmm. that like the Lord was, the Lord was showing me things. Like he was showing me my sin. He was showing me myself. He's showing me like the love that he offers, you know, in that like it requires nothing of me. Like, even now, like I'm always learning new things or, or being given new sight. What does that actually mean? And I think like, I was actually listening to like a Paul Washer sermon today. He was talking about like, you know, because I had grown up with the, like, have you accepted Jesus into your heart, you know, mm-hmm. shtick, like that whole, that whole thing, which is insanely unbiblical. Right. Like, um, but it's like, the question being like, not, have you asked Jesus into your heart is like, do you hate your sin or do you hate God? You know, and those are the questions that we, like, we ask ourselves, like, have you come to a point where you love the God that you once hated? And that you hate the sin that you once loved. And that was just a whirlwind, like bringing me back to that time when I was in that era of understanding what the gospel really meant. So like that, that was the culmination of that point was that record is like beginning to truly actually understand and be open to the, to what, what God's love is. And that is in Christ and that accepting that there is nothing I could ever offer. And then that he has given me everything in Christ. And yeah, it's just like. It's just a crazy, it's a crazy time to think about, like, but I'm 
I mean, obviously, like I've told these guys in this band that, but man, my life would be crazy different if it wasn't for this band. Mm. Like, and, and that's not even in the musical aspect. That is in the life aspect. That is in the, it has literally saved my life. Wow. You know, you know, it's crazy. Uh, when I think about what you were just talking about, Nick, in this time period, I was like, I got legit mad at you because you <laughs> you were telling me how you came to faith and um and it was like under my nose almost and it was so and i was like why didn't you tell me that this happened <laughs> yeah. because nick was kind of just like you know he is uh, if anybody that's ever met nick you know he'll talk to he'll talk to anybody you know he's just like such a friendly person you know and i was drawn to that when i met him and and I just thought he was a Christian. I thought that, you know, because he was really encouraging to me. And I was talking to him about the gospel at that show. And then he and I just like, we'd talk on the phone for like hours. And I just was just talking about it because I love talking about it. Little did I know he was like learning it. Mm. And, um, and so all this, he comes and lives with me. I'm like talking to him about, man, I want to write this song about this. And like talking about why, I, like the imagery I'm using and, how it's all fitting together or whatever, just talking about the scripture that uh, influenced the idea. And this was all new to him. And, and I thought he was just going like, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Like I, 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 you know, I have the same thought, you know, um, but he was learning all that stuff during that time. And it wasn't until I think like captors had come out and I think it was like, yeah. a, like after our release show, yeah. Nick was just telling me, he was like, Cause it was like kind of a mountaintop moment for us. We played like a venue we never thought we would play. And there was like, you know, 900 people there at the show for our release. It was like pretty wild. And Nick was just like, yeah, man, you know, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have uh, come to faith had you not, you know, talked to me so much about the gospel. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he like, and then he told me that. And I was just like, why didn't you tell me that like, you, like came to faith, you know? And yeah. I think part of it was, he was just so used to, um, you know, he thought he had to like be this like strong Christian person to be in the band. And it's just like, dude, I just wanted you to be a, I just want you to be a Christian. There's such thing as a strong <laughs> Christian. There's, there is no such thing. We have a great savior and we're all just weak and needy and, and he's so kind to us. And so it was, uh, that was just something that I always look back on and just think like, man, God probably spared Nick from me uh knowing that he was an unbeliever you know uh, <laughs> and just talking to him that way and uh so that's what i always think is like man god was being gracious to both of us what i'm you know, hearing just... steve is your lack of discernment back then. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is is he never this this is the difference this is the difference is like i was just i would just talk and he was just listening and agreeing and I never stopped to like ask any questions. <laughs> no, that's something I've, I definitely learned through that circumstance. And Sean, you are correct. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, it was just, I, I also realized that about myself thinking back through it. I was like, man, I literally was just talking and I never asked this guy any questions. I'm like, what, like how dense am I, you know, that I, you know, was just going off on just rambling, you know, and this poor well, the, kid the thing, is just like, the man. Thing, 
This fellow does sure talk a lot. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I just remember thinking that, like, that nobody had ever spoke to me, you know, like that. Like, nobody had ever talked to me the way, like, out of all of the pastors that I had ever had or, like, you know, churches I've been to because I've been to a lot of them. Like, yeah, like, I never in my life had I ever seen. So, like, I think that's when, like, the Lord really started to work is because it triggers something in my brain that, like, oh, this this guy actually must be really legit, you know, like, <laughs> you know, for what that that's legit. worth, you know, say hearing that. But, like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, like, yeah, I was, I was just, I was content. It was the first time in my life, believe it or not, I was more content on listening than talking. So. <laughs> but, yeah. Do you, yeah. I could have used a little but bit yeah, of that. It was, it was, it was, like, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, do you think, uh, like, throughout the process of, like, writing and recording captors, did you come to faith in that process, or was it before, was it after? Like, do you think there was, like, that moment? I think I think it was actually before okay. that. Yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really, like, a yeah. moment, like, for me. Mm-hmm. I just, right. like, I... I I don't know. I'm always like kind of like I, this sounds weird, but I'm like turned off to that concept mm-hmm. because like like because like obviously like the spirit in us teaches us that like we it, we are a constant work in progress. Like it is right. sanctification. The word teaches us that it's sanctification. So it's just like I kind of started to block that like more. I don't know what you call it, like uh, like radical like term where it's just like this big extravagant moment kind of like thing. Conversion because uh, I don't yeah. I don't really have a moment. Yeah, I don't I don't really have a moment like that. Just because like I think that just like, dude, even at thirty one years old, there's like crazy stuff that the Lord is like working out mm-hmm. of me now. You know, things that I've grown up with or mentalities that I believed or, or lies that I believed about myself, about God, about you know. Um, you know, relationships, any of those things, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, um, it's one of those things that like, I just made, we're talking about like, you know, ground zero, right. Like for me, like, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying any of these things to like make my sin or make my experiences in life any greater, any greater than anybody else's. Um, it's just that like, I, I can't, I can't put enough emotion or emphasis or just any praise more so like it, it will never be enough to me to like to express like just the absolute just hell hole that I feel like that this band like by sharing the gospel with me that the Lord just reached down and just I mean literally snatched me out of like believing like truly like believing that that he that he, that I am undeserving, but that he has shown me the way, and that I am grateful. Like, and that and that he has shown me a great love that I can, I will, I will never be able to match. But praise God that he that he is there, and praise God that he gives it freely. And I just like, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, we've expressed this throughout many songs. Like, there's like, you know, asleep. Asleep is the first one I come to every single time. Uh, but Drifter is another one where like those are those are the product of conversations between Steve and I, and sometimes some of the other guys in the band. Um, but mostly Steve and I where like, like these are very, very dark times that I like dark places that I've gone to 
that where I believe that I like that where God has, I felt God had abandoned me or that I felt like I have just completely walked away or I just feel completely devoid of anything good that God has given me. And that is, that is, that is the spirit of my unbelief. That is, that is a prayer that I pray daily because I am a gospel forgetter. Like, and I, I want to be reminded of how good God is. And I want to be reminded of how, how gracious he was to send his son. And, and those are like, those are big songs to me because like, it is a nice reminder to say that like, this is how deep my love for you is, is because in these times where you wanted to get rid of all of it, I, you know, you know, I, I pulled you to me. Like I, I, or well, not even, I came to you. He came to me in those moments every single time because he has done the work. It is not of me. And yeah, I just, I'll, I'll literally talk forever. <laughs> I, will, I will literally go on forever about what this band has, how this band has literally changed my life. As a matter of fact, this is, this band is, is also how I met my wife. So if that's any, no kidding. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, any, any, of, any of that is how I met the most wonderful woman. You met your I wife and your bro uncle dad. Bro uncle dad. <laughs> can, can that be the title of this episode? It is, it is just the circle yeah. of life. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. But yeah, yeah every time I mean, lost it, every time Nick says that, man, it's a whole, yeah. it is a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Every time Nick says that, Ben and I go, "No big deal, you owe me." <laughs> you. Yeah, no yeah. big deal, you just owe me. So, just whenever you get to it, just pay us back. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we, but, we don't think, yeah, we don't mean that, but it's oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, it's it's literally it's it's been it's been everything to me, you know. And I know even more so to see. Obviously, Steve is the Steve is the you know the main creator, you know the main the main man. I'm I'm the experiment. I'm the monster <laughs> with the stick and the cage. <laughs> <laughs> No, Nick, obviously, Nick, obviously is like a, yeah, for, for us, Nick coming in too, is just like a breath of fresh air, you know, and he brought a lot of life and energy and, you know, uh, yeah, just something that, yeah, our band obviously needed, you know, uh, he, yeah, he's like a great front man, uh, you know, there's a reason why we put him back at the merch table to be there with people and talk to them, you know, and we didn't put him there. I mean, he put himself there. He just loves to do that. Um, you know, many times we're like, yeah, should we hire a merch person? He goes, no, I want to do it, you know? And so there's just, yeah, just uniquely placed in this position. God gave him a voice and put him in our path. And it's just cool to see how all that comes together. And yeah, here we are, you know, when you were, um, asking like 10 years, it's just, I know bands that have 10 year old albums. I'm like, man, I can't believe it's been 10 years. But like for us, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, 10 years, not that long. Yeah. You know, it is long. It's a long time, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> it's, it's wild. But yeah, just a lot of gratitude that people still care and that we can still keep making music and uh, yeah, stoked for the future for sure. Awesome. Yeah. yeah like I said, like I said to you, uh, Sean earlier, but like, yeah, I, <clears throat> Like obviously, like I've I've followed you guys' channel for a little bit, so like I'm I'm really grateful, and it's like been awesome to see like 
a lot of some of the, or, you know, a lot of the traffic that has come from you guys to us of like people that have never heard our music before. And like, that's been really encouraging. So it's just like, so thank you for sharing all that stuff again, seriously, like sharing all of our music and just lifting us up and encouraging us and just being like an awesome, like support as well. Cause like, man, it means the world to us. Like we wouldn't be anything without people like you guys. Oh, thanks. Well, man. thank you. Praise the Lord. I, again, I wouldn't be who I am with, out your guys's music um i've told steve this before i'm not sure if i've told you nick but captors was like my gateway record from like rock into metal and metalcore so mm. like just so one of my top five all-time favorite records just has so much meaning and sentimentality to me so um thank you guys for That's what you awesome. do and thank you guys for coming on this was an awesome conversation yeah, we were really looking forward to this for a bit so thank you guys yeah yeah guys. yeah dude anytime what a weird journey we went on, huh? I know. <laughs> I was just trying to think back, like, where did this conversation start? Like, man, we covered yeah. some wacky stuff. I know. That's uh, awesome. That's sick. That's but, yeah, weird. thank you guys so much. Yeah. yeah. Of course. This means we'll have to do it again. Oh, yeah. Next year. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Kingdom Core podcast. Thank you again for Steve and Nick coming on, as well as Solid State Records um, and everybody involved with making the Lost in Translation album. Go and check it out now on streaming services. Go purchase a copy, all that jazz. But yeah, thank you again uh, to Nick and Steve for coming on the podcast and giving up their time. It's a really great conversation. We didn't do this part in the intro, so I thought I'd come on and give a little bit of an outro and say goodbye. Uh, but we want to give a really special shout out to our Patreon supporters. Um, you guys have been there from the beginning supporting the podcast. And we also have some new guys as well. So uh, first of all, shout out to the Patreon core givers, Fabian Richter, Daniel Harding, Steve Mikulowski, also known as the heavy metal prophet, Anthony Kuchma, Frankie Blocker, Aaron Peter, and our true fan supporters, the Dead Pedal Coffee Company, as well as Robert Heck. Uh, he is a newer up-and-coming musician. You can check out Robert Heck Music on Spotify uh, or probably other streaming services as well, as well as on YouTube. He has some music videos. He has some cool music, so go and check that out. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening and following along with this podcast. It means the world to us. Uh, stay tuned. We have another episode already recorded and it'll be coming out soon. And I'm sure you guys will all love that one as well. So until then, peace and we'll see you soon.